baseball, hockey, and soccer knowledge you could ever need. This is The Water Break on 88.9 The Bridge. And I'm so glad that it's another week on the show. We don't have too many left, but we're going to make them great. I am McLean, joined once again by Will, and this is the best sports show on 88.9 The Bridge, The Water Break. How you doing, Will? Good. It's half of the best sports show on 88.9 right, The Bridge. You're right. We are a little short uh, when it comes to cast members uh, Creed doing some Air Force stuff. Psy doing some stuff. Psy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but do you want to get things started? Let's get things started. Five and five? Yes, sir. Yeah, it's five and five. Baseball? Yeah, baseball first. Uh, bringing you news of five sports in five minutes. The five and five on the water break. Uh, we're going to get things started with baseball. The, uh, the, the Mariners are in Boston for a four-game set. Game two is uh, only minutes away from starting. Uh, 3.30 because they're on the East Coast. Uh, Robbie Ray is going to get the start. He's been unlucky. Around the league, uh, the St. Louis Cardinals called up two top prospects in Matthew Libertor and Nolan Gorman. Uh, The Mets also lost an arm from their deep pitching arsenal as reports surfaced that former Cy Young winner Max Scherzer would miss six to eight weeks with an oblique strain, joining Jacob deGrom on the best injured list in the league. Uh, To replace him, the Mets went and got Trevor Cahill on a minor league deal. Cahill was most recently a reliever in the pandemic season with Pittsburgh, the first pandemic season, not the second. Uh, But he started in the past, so there's some thoughts that he'll fill uh, what were once Scherzer's shoes. Now over to Will for hockey. Yeah, NHL playoffs are underway. Round two just started recently. The Blues against the Avalanche looking to be our matchup uh, of the of the whole playoffs, really. This has been electric, and for, for a round that was really highly anticipated with a lot of other matchups, this one has kind of came out of the depths, I think surprised a lot of people. Uh, I know I was really looking towards the Battle of Alberta, which was pretty good, but also pretty bad at the same time uh, when you look at the goaltending in that series. Calgary took the first game nine to six, but the Avalanche struck first in the wild in the wild or the sorry the Blues Avalanche. I'm not thinking the Blues Avalanche it. series. Uh, they won in overtime, uh, but then the Blues came back and took a four to one commanding lead over the Avalanche. So that'll tie up the series, heading back to St. Louis, giving them the advantage uh, around the league. Florida Battle of Florida also really good. The Panthers lost two games at home. And now they go back to Tampa Bay, which is not really going anywhere. They're still in Florida, uh, and they will be playing two games away. They could get swept. It's not looking good for the Panthers. The last series, of course, is the Rangers-Hurricanes. Hurricanes jumped up to a quick lead in that series. And to be honest, I'm pulling for them. I hope they can make it out. Uh, but for right now, my team in this playoffs is the Colorado Avalanche. Anyways, we'll go on to McLean for baseball. Yeah, basketball. The uh, Mavs and Warriors are playing today at 6. The NBA playoffs like the NHL playoffs, coming to a close. Four teams left. 
Mavs and Warriors are playing today at 6. In yesterday's game, the Celtics pulled even with the Miami Heat in a 25-point drubbing. The final score of that one was 127-102, to and that ties that series at one game apiece. The Mavs and Warriors, game 2, 6 p.m. today. Now, over to Will for football. Yeah, it is the off-season and a report from Jeff Howe stated that two teams are still open to acquiring Baker Mayfield, uh, quarterback for the Cleveland Browns, uh, who was recently booted out of a job when they acquired Deshaun Watson. Uh, those two teams are the Panthers and the Seahawks. So hopefully the Seahawks could pick him up. I, I don't know. I say hopefully, but I'm not sure if, if Mayfield. I think he'd be an upgrade, but I don't know if he's the right player for us. And I'm still confident in Geno Smith and Drew Locke to at least start out the season and and see what they can do. Uh, Carolina drafted Matt Coral this year, and Seattle has Drew Locke and Geno Smith, of course. So Carolina is probably in a a better situation to take Baker. I don't think they're going to roll out with Coral, especially considering the weak draft class. And I think Seattle has a little bit more... um, Let's let's say quarterback talent that they would be wasting if they were to pick up Baker. I I don't think either of these teams have a massive chance at the playoffs either, so it might be uh, a little bit of a bad pick. Anyways, we got the NFL draft coming up at four. What do you think about them about that? The NFL draft at four today. Wait, you sure about that? What is that for? <laughs> is that old? <laughs> yeah. Why did I say that? I don't know. You should have known. Yeah, I'm tired. Today. Anyway, you know what draft is soon? Uh, it's the MLB draft. It's not for a couple of weeks, but that is coming up. So if you're a fan of college baseball, um, you should uh, keep an eye towards that. Anyway, that's going to be it for our uh, five and five. Thanks so much for listening to the water break. We'll be back uh, with local sports, though. A lot of the national stuff. We'll be back with some local sports. So if you're in the 206. Uh, stick around. You can hear about what's going on in our neck of the woods after this from the National on the Water Break. Welcome back into the Water Break. The best sports show on 88.9 The Bridge. I'm McLean, joined by Will and... Hey, and Annabelle. Yeah, here to talk about <laughs> Girls Lacrosse, um, yes. which is happening tonight. Uh, do you guys want to sell us on that? Yes, of course. So I'm particularly excited because I actually got to broadcast the last state championship that the girls lacrosse team won my fresh sophomore year, I believe. But I'm so excited. It's at 7.30 p.m. at Starfire, but you should tune in to 88 on the bridge instead since Starfire is a little bit away. It's a drive. (laughs) I mean, go support if you want to drive, but also if you want to just listen. Yeah, you should listen to us. Yes. But it's a little bit full circle for you, I guess. I know, I'm very excited. Now. Yeah, and there's a really strong team, and it's a really strong matchup. They're playing against Issaquah, which is, like, the closest score they've had so far. Like, it was 8-6, to six, Mercer Island won, but it was a very eventful game. So the game tonight at 7.30 will be very eventful and entertaining. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's one I'm excited to listen to. Um, girls Lacrosse has kind of been an uh, underrated part of our school, but they've been consistently great in my time here. I Again, my freshman year, which was the same as Audrey's, we won state, and now we're up for state again. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, too. Um, there's a lot of, uh, not a lot of recognition in the school, but right now, um, the some of the players uh, from our team are being recognized 
like nationally for and USA lacrosse. So just make sure I have okay. So the high school girls players of the week for um, USA lacrosse. Uh, there were actually a couple of girls from our team on there. Yeah, um, I know I saw Chelsea Cho for sure, who's a freshman. Yes, which is insane. But I've heard she's really good. So yeah, there are a bunch of uh, really good like younger talent on the team so it's very exciting and hopefully you can support some way one way or another yeah definitely and this broadcast um that we're gonna do tonight 7 p.m this station 88.9 the bridge is your home for islanders lacrosse um that is gonna be great i'm really excited for it um audrey and annabelle i know you've both done your homework is there anything you can remember about our last championship win from a few years ago so uh, a couple of years ago, that last championship, I believe it was against Bainbridge, which is quite the uh, was quite the team that we played. It was a very eventful game. Also, there was a big rivalry, and it was such a fun broadcast. I'm sure. I'm sure. I I've heard it in a couple of promos on the station. Like, oh, that's my sophomore year voiced. Like, uh, there's a really big moment at the end of the game where all the Mercer Island fans stormed the field and we were jumping up, down, screaming, all that sort of stuff. But yeah, it was very close matchup. And I think that this game uh, tonight will be too. And interesting fact too, um, Issaquah is actually, uh, it was merged a couple of years ago. So it's Issaquah School District. It's like Bellevue, Lakes, and Mamish, Issaquah, I believe, are the three teams that, like, combined into one team. So this is a oh. lot of, like, really good players coming together. It's like if you took... Um, it's a super team. It's yeah, a, it's, it's a super you know, team, know basically. It's, they probably didn't have, like, enough... It's the Seahawks versus the best of the NFC East. Yeah, it's, it's... going to be very eventful to see. If I'm not mistaken, isn't Issaquah 4A school, too? Yeah, I believe so. That's crazy. And won't this be back-to-back for MI if we can win? Because the, the last two years were canceled because of COVID? Uh, I guess technically. Technically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It would be back-to-back technically. Yeah. There's, there's a trivia question answer for you. Yeah. You know, the only team to win consecutive titles three years apart. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good yeah. one. Yeah, definitely. I guess, like, the Olympics. I guess. Yeah, yeah that's, the like, Olympics. four years, kind of. I don't know. But yeah. Well... Still, though, uh, great to see uh, playoff lacrosse happening again. The atmosphere around school, um, in my personal anecdotal experience, has I've never seen it higher. Um, and it's, it's great. Something I'm really excited that this station gets to be a part of. Um, and you guys should go check out that broadcast. Uh, once again, I know I've been promoting it for a while now, but it's something you should go and check out. Um, do you guys have any players we should uh, keep an ear out for on the broadcast? Picks to click, early picks to click? I was just talking to my friend Taylor, who's on the team, and she was saying Chelsea Cho, as we were saying earlier, Jamison Drayton is always amazing, and Molly Brodsky, too. Yeah, those are definitely players you should watch out for, but everyone on that team is very strong and consistent. Um, I'm personally going to say Molly Brodsky because she is just quite the force. Have She's been... Uh, this really strong player all four years of high school. And she's the final Brodsky uh, <laughs> to be playing, and this is her senior year. Uh, so it'll be very fun to watch her out there. And she does the draws. Yeah, so. yeah. So you'll see her playing midfield. Nice, nice. So uh, we've got a sense of our stars. Um, Mercer Island will be taking on the Issaquah Super Team tonight. 
Um, and you guys should go and check that out. Now, we got a quick break uh, on the water break. Uh, thank you for sticking tuned. When we come back, national sports. Uh, thank you, Audrey and Annabelle, for coming on. Yeah, thank you for thank having yeah, us. Thank you for having me. Of course. Hi, my name is Hananot, and I'm a senior at Mercer High School. I play catcher for the varsity baseball team, and I'm a member of DECA. And when I'm not studying or playing baseball, I work as a youth development professional at the Mercer Island Boys and Girls Club. I choose to steer clear from drugs and other addictive substances, because whether I'm throwing a runner out at second or helping guide our youth to great futures, I need to keep my mind clear and clean. For more information about substance use and tips for prevention, visit www.mihealthyyouth.com. This message is brought to you by the Mercer Island Health youth initiative welcome back into the water break the best sports show on 88.9 the bridge i'm mclean here with will um if you're coming back to the show we just had audrey and annabelle on talking about girls lacrosse which you should go listen to um but we're going to talk about something a little bit bigger than girls lacrosse no offense uh, we're talking about Mariners baseball. Uh, now, I love talking about the Mariners. Will, you know this. Aren't the Mariners bigger than girls across? Yeah. Are they more relevant? Yeah. Eh, it's baseball. Okay, well, think about how big your average high school girls lacrosse player is. Now, think about how big somebody like Diego Castillo is. Diego Castillo is like 250 pounds. Okay, but their He's size doesn't matter. There's tons of sumo wrestlers out there that are irrelevant. That's fair. That's fair. I think baseball is just... Fading from relevancy. I like to say that about things. Yeah. That's like one of my favorite catchphrases. Irrelevant. Like anything that isn't like top three or, or like number one, eh, it's irrelevant. Like, yeah. Eh, no yeah. point. Unless it's, Boys- unless it's something I like, then I say it's underrated. Sure. The Beach Boys were irrelevant because they weren't the Beatles. Yeah. I, I get it. I agree, I agree with that <laughs> statement, actually. Wow. I, I'm pretty sure I probably said those exact words. I'm pretty sure you've said those exact words to me. So I'm kind of making fun of you a little bit. But we're done with that. We're talking about the Mariners, uh, who are starting this game, if all goes well, in one minute. So we're going to obviously look at their season as a whole. Um, this week in Mariners, it's been a bit of winning. It's been a bit of losing. Just to bring you up to speed, uh, the team dropped two in Toronto. They dropped their first one in Boston. And it's Robbie Ray tonight who has historically been the pitcher for a lot of offensive stinkers due to the fact that we just can't seem to score him runs. Him and Chris Flexen. Um, Anyway, the team currently kind of stuck in limbo. Um, The back of the lineup, it's ugly. Will, can you name a single player who hits in the bottom three of the Mariners order? No. Yeah. I honestly... (laughs) Do you think I could name anyone that hits in the top three? Mike Ford. I could. Steven Souza. But, Dylan Moore. It's, oh, it's, it's I was going to say all those three guys, actually. Cal Raleigh and Luis Torrens. It's, it's, it's ugly. It's ugly. Uh, see, Will's on a sports show that won a golden microphone, and he's never even heard of half these guys. Um, anyways, the uh, catching position, Raleigh's gotten hot, but it still needs a permanent solution. Maybe Tom Murphy comes back from injury. Maybe he's maybe he takes some time. He was supposed to join the team sometime during the Boston series. So there's a chance that the catching position gets a shot in the arm. But that doesn't change the fact that right field has been a black hole. Um, Jared Kelnick was not good. Jared Kelnick drew some walks. He did not get many hits. Steven Souza has not been good. Steven Souza went 0 for 4 last night. And you could argue that he had one of his better games in which he went 0 for 4. Um, you know, I, I for one am not 
willing to stick Dylan Moore back out there. I don't think he quite has the arm for it defensively, although he's probably the best bat we have that can play right field. I don't know. And uh, in the past, what the uh, Padres did last year when they couldn't get production from the right field position was they stuck Adam Frazier out there, and Adam Frazier is now on the Mariners, but we don't have anybody to take his place at second. Uh, Abraham Toro is, you know, hitting in the 150 range. Batting average is a dumb stat, but he's hitting in the 150 range. He still keeps trying to lie to himself about being a switch hitter, and it's honestly hurting him. I, the The back of the Mariners lineup needs some help. Yeah, 150 is pretty brutal. 150 is pretty bad. <laughs> Will, do you know who our starting DH is? Is it Winker? No. We're looking at Mike Ford. No clue. Mike Ford, exactly. Uh, Mike Ford is hitting like 120-something. He's been taking walks, but he's like 120-something. So our designated hitter, the guy that we only bring in to hit, <laughs> hits one. T- I've seen pitchers that hit more than 120. Yeah. That dude, John Lester, could almost hit more than 120. Yeah. Actually, he probably couldn't, but he'd be close. <laughs> that's that's horrible. You get John Lester in a good matchup. Maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, uh, it's not. It's not. It's not great. Not to mention the Angels and the Astros are lighting the league on fire. Angels, Astros, both very good. Will, you can name some Angels, right? I can. Yeah. That one Mike Trout guy, pretty that- famous. Uh, there's that other dude, Shohei Otani. I think a couple yeah. people have heard of him. And not uh, to mention Taylor Ward is somehow out hitting them both. And, and now you're getting into the the, the irrelevant part of the sport. Taylor but that's okay. Ward? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I still don't know who that Taylor is. Taylor Ward is awesome. Reed Detmers has thrown a no-hitter already. This team, the Angels, are finally putting it all together just as soon as, you know, greater L.A., all the Angels fans in the world, you know, both of them have kind of given up. Um, it's it's honestly crazy. Um, I sleep on the Angels every year. Every year I say, yeah, but they can't pitch. Yeah, but they're going to start hot, but they're going to fall apart by the All-Star break. And I think this year might be the first time I have to eat crow. This year's different. That is, that's probably like the most... Uh... The the most like regretted sports fan phase phrase ever. Oh no, definitely. This is this is the year. Like this year will be different. I can't like I can't even fathom the amount of times I've heard that, and, and I come back and I think about it like later in the season. I'm just like, boy, how wrong you were. <laughs> and it happens a lot in hockey with the Leafs. I've seen their fans in comment sections after a couple playoff wins, and it, you know what happened again this year? They lost in seven. Cowboys and I know Cowboys fans that some of them actually to be fair most of the Cowboys fans I know are like pretty humble like Andrew is pretty humble but I have talked to him about he's like yeah you know uh, we don't get anything done we suck so he knows at least but the thing is that those teams don't suck they're like genuinely good they're genuinely and just like the Angels the Angels are good Angels are trapped in the the NFL had the or if the MLB had the NFL's playoff uh, format before this year where they sent more than five teams, the Angels would have maybe made some noise. They're a team that can get hot and beat anybody, especially this year. Um, this year's Angels have been, you know, winning slugfests and winning close games on the strength of pitching. Rossell Iglesias maybe hasn't been his complete total lockdown world-beating self from last year, but he's still been a very good option at the back end of that bullpen. They've been pretty good, and they stand between the Mariners in contention, not to mention the Houston Astros. That's a bar right there, internal rhyme. Um, the Mariners are in a distant third, and it's going to take some heating up. It's not All is not lost. Uh, the MLB expanded their playoffs. 
there's a chance the Mariners could sneak in as a team getting third place in their own division. It's not a good chance, but it's a chance. They need the bottom to fall out in Toronto and the bottom to fall out in probably Cleveland. Um, but, you know, it could happen. The Mariners could get hot and make some noise. That's true. And on the bright side, Julio Rodriguez J-Rod. starting to play well. I know, I saw a bunch of stuff about it. I still haven't watched a minute of baseball this season. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to lie. Don't I'm let him be, behind the yeah, curtain. I'll be, I'll be straight about it. Uh, I haven't watched any baseball, but I saw a lot of stuff on social media about J-Rod. I saw some highlights of his from when, uh, like, from, like, whatever they have, the, the spring B leagues, lower league, spring trade, all that stuff. And I've heard that this guy's supposed to be like the next the next guy for the Mariners. Mm-hmm. So I was a little excited about that. I did a little research on him. And he had a rough start to the year from what I saw. I know you brought up all the strikeouts he was getting due to bad calls. But now he's turned it around. And this could be, I think it will be, the future for the Mariners, which is really good. Yeah, and he's moving up in the batting order too. Yesterday, uh, J.P. Crawford got a day off, uh, got a game off as he rehabs an injury. Um, J-Rod hit third. That's where the best guy goes. Maybe the second best guy, depending on who you ask. That's where J-Rod was. Yeah, Already I, the I, bright spot of I this I wanted team. to ask, how often or how common is it that a player gets a day off? Uh, in, just for no reason. They're, maybe they're just overworked, but no injury, no personal issues. They just need to spend some time with their kids or their wife or whatever. Um, just a day to themselves. Does that ever happen? It depends on the player, and it depends on the position and what the team That's looks true. like. Okay, if, if they're like a good player but they're not like a superstar like they're just a solid player that's consistently starting consistently putting up good numbers but they're not anything special a good player that's not a world beater will sometimes get uh, a day off based on the matchup uh you mentioned jesse winker earlier who is not our starting dh who we are playing in left uh jesse winker is a guy who has in the past been parts of a platoon where he rides the pine against left-handed starting pitchers uh, Cincinnati deployed him almost exclusively against right-handed starting pitchers, and because a lot of starting pitchers are right-handed, that led to a lot of appearances for him. But by drawing that side of a platoon, it means that he got a few days off here and there, and it was common for him. For a guy like Julio Rodriguez, though, who plays a premier defensive position really well and uh, can hit, he doesn't get many days off because the team kind of needs him to ball out. guy like Ty France, who, you know, first base isn't a super important defensive position but there's you can do a lot worse defensively than ty france has that's true um and not to mention he has raked uh you know he's uh near the top of the league in almost every major offensive category the team would look really bad without him there um so he doesn't get a lot of scheduled days off guys who are closer to the to the uh outskirts of starting territory guys like eugenio suarez um guys like abraham toro uh will sometimes get scheduled days off yeah, that's the thing I find crazy about baseball is they just play so so often, and the games yeah. are long too. Mm-hmm. Like that is a lot of devotion. Not to mention practices. I'm sure they go out every morning. They throw around. They hit. They work on their stuff. It's a like it's a lot that they have to do. There is no breaks. The reason that uh, that baseball gets a reputation as the easy sport is because the hard part of baseball is playing it as often as you do. Even at the high school levels, you get guys out there putting in the work like three, four hours a night, even on days where you don't have games. Yeah. And not to mention the amount of time that you got to spend in the cages to develop your skills. Um, it's it's ridiculous. Uh, all that time you spend taking batting practice just to fail half the time. So, so in the MLB, uh, when they do have these scheduled days off, just nothing on the schedule, 
are they practicing for three or four hours, or are they yes. giving that day to the players? Uh, most of the time, if you get a day off, like a scheduled day off, uh, the mo- one of the most common days off is the quote-unquote getaway game, which is the one where you play early so that you can fly to another city. A catcher, a starting catcher, will almost always get the getaway game off. Oh. Um, and that catcher is spending that time either watching film, getting a better rapport with their pitching staff, um, or, you know, again, in the cages, learning how to hit, learning how to bunt. Um, lots of stuff. Uh, thank you for asking that, by the way. These, these dudes really don't see their families then. <laughs> really? I've been thinking about that. You know, in football, yeah, they're they're. I'm sure they're practicing all the time, but there is a lot of off time for them, they're at least compared to baseball. Eight hours a day, but it's not like you have a job. It's not. It, well, it's, it's, it is their job. Yeah. But that's baseball is just different because I know there's a there's so much travel that goes into it and there's so much of that stuff that's it's crazy like it's really on a different level compared oh, yeah. to and every other major sport especially when you think about like our Seattle Mariners like we don't have a situation like the Battle of Florida there's no team for which we could ever have that is true just a bus ride there's no there's no, no there's not even a Vancouver Canucks yeah I know travel is horrible for us the closest team uh, to us geographically is the San Francisco Giants who we play once every four years the next closest team by not by much is the uh, Oakland Athletics. That, yeah, that's horrible. And the Oakland A's, it is not a day off to go to Oakland. At you least, still got to get on a, you, you can either get on an airplane and go to Oakland, or you could take a train down there and it'll take 12 hours. Well, I'm sure they don't take trains. I'm sure they don't take yeah. a train. But you can get on, but uh, still, even that, an airplane to Oakland, I've never flown there, but I would assume that because it's a 12 hour train ride, that it's like a two hour airplane. Yeah. Right? Maybe more. Yeah, I've always kind of been of the mindset, maybe this is, I'm a salty West Coast sports fan. <laughs> there is, a disadvantage playing where we play, especially in Seattle. Uh, I know flying down to Cali, we don't get that time change. But as someone who has experienced that time change in important games, it sucks. Like, it seriously, I think it takes a toll on you. And I know you can make their excuses. You should still win games that you should still win. But it, I, I, I can't say, you can't say it doesn't affect the game because it yeah. certainly does. No, definitely. Um, and especially uh, when you think about, Seattle's environment, like as a low lying ballpark, like all uh, places have their uh, advantages and disadvantages. But Seattle's ballpark is right downtown, which means that if you're an MLV player uh, coming here, you're going to, or like living here, you're going to have to co- either afford housing in Seattle or commute from somewhere way out of town. Well, I don't know. I don't know if afford housing in Seattle is too big of a problem if you're playing in the MLB. You know how expensive Seattle is? Do you know how much they get paid in the MLB? Do you know how much they get paid in the MLB when they're young? You know, but so isn't a rookie contract here. still? Isn't there like a minimum of seven fifty? No. Really? No. That's not a thing. No. There is there any league minimum? Uh, there is. Aside but, from minimum wage, of course, but like they're above that, right? Um. Well, first of all, you'd be surprised. Look up average minor league. Okay. Salaries. No, I know. I know um, minor league is. I know minor league. But when you get bad. your contract selected. You make a uh, league minimum is, I believe, 70 something thousand dollars a year for the MLB. Yeah, really? Yeah, M- NHL, which I think is a smaller market, is 700 grand. Yeah, for a for a, a major contract. Obviously, you can get a two way, which means you'll go down to minor league mm-hmm. salary, but still, still, minor league is different for the majors. If you're playing, you're making at least 700. Yeah, it's that's crazy. It is crazy. Uh, as a fringe major leaguer, like the the struggles you have to face, 
Um, anyway, it's, I, it's, sorry, I don't mean to get doomer about, like, the state of baseball. I just want to like, complain about the Mariners and not having anybody in the back half of the lineup, <laughs> not supporting our, our best starting pitchers. I just wanted to complain, and now I'm, now I have to complain. This is bull. Uh, <laughs> anyway, anyway. Um, yeah, so the Seattle Mariners are riding a lot of 4A players in the, in the back of their lineup. Steven Souza, Mike Ford. And there's really no end in sight unless Kyle Lewis can magically rehab his injury overnight. And Tom Murphy comes back and keeps having a 190 WRC+. Plus. It's, um, it's, it's bleak, but the Mariners have had a really hard schedule. Hopefully Trevor Story's not going to hit three home runs off of us in today's game. Which happened last night, by the way, Will. I know you were watching the hockey game um, because I was. I was watching the hockey. It was game. it was a good game. The um, the score I don't think does it justice. Oh yeah, no. Uh, and, and the 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 battle Florida game I think was actually better. Oh yeah. Did you see uh, Kucherov pass it to Ross Colton from the net? Three seconds in the third period remained tie game, and they scored to win it. Yeah. In Florida, the, yeah. the crowd was just stunned. I was, I was actually a bit stunned watching. I was, I was excited for overtime. I was like, all right, sweet, we're going overtime. I was get to sit down here for a little bit longer. No, it just ended like that. Yeah, it was it's a great night for hockey last night. I, I don't blame any Seattle sports fan that turned off the Mariners game at around the fifth inning. Um, it was, it was ugly last what night. Was, what was the score of the Mariners game? Twelve to six, Boston. Uh, Trevor Story, the shortstop for. He was a Colorado Rocky, signed with the uh, Red Sox. He struggled this season, but he kind of hit three homers off of us. Wow. Yeah. Well, there. That's a little stat padding. He had a little. He had a minor four hit night with a stolen base. Um, but it's it's Fenway. I think I could hit a ball out of Fenway. Really? Yeah. You, you know how deep center field is in Fenway? No. How deep? It's is not it? deep. Like it's like three eighty. Three. Oh wow. It's, it is not deep. That is yeah. Um, if you can hit a ball, Will, uh, out of our high school field, you can hit a ball. Out of I was going to say our high school field is like not that far off of that. Our center is field is actually deeper than theirs. Really? Yeah. Wow. To dead center. There's a historical reason for it. And that historical reason is that Fenway Park had to fit within a city block in Boston. Um, because the city of Boston was obviously built yeah. before Fenway Park. And it was also built before the invention of the automobile. So Fenway Park is an old baseball stadium. That is pretty crazy. So Historical, it to, though. It had to fit in an old walking uh, block in downtown Boston. I, I actually have a fun fact for you. Did you yep. know Fenway Roland is actually, <laughs> they they named the stadium after him. I know, right? Like, the they green, named the stadium after just some random dude from a restaurant. That's crazy. The green monster was named after Fenway's favorite color, actually. It um, was. Yeah, I know. They it's built. Like they copied. They went bar for bar yeah. from Fenway. I'm on a show with Fenway Roland, which you should listen to at 11 okay. p.m. tonight. Uh, and with my self-promo out of the way, Will, do you want to play a game? I shouldn't have brought it up. Let's play a game, yeah. Okay. So we have a game this week, and I'm really excited for this game. I'm going to give Will a list of names. And if you want to uh, guess the name, you can call the station, 206-275-9104, if you'd like to play. Um, I'm going to say a name. That name either belongs to a rock star or a relief pitcher in Major League Baseball. Um, you get a point if you guess correctly, and you get a point if you can say something about the player or rock star. So if your name is like John Lennon, you say like, oh yeah, he's in the Beatles, and that qualifies you for the extra point. You just got to get something okay. beyond the guess. Um, some context, if you will. Like if your name was Mariano Rivera, you're like, oh, that guy's on the Yankees, and then you get that bonus point. So you get a point for the guess correct and a point for context. Uh, and we're going to see how many points you can get in 
Where's mine? Okay, wait, what are the options for who I can choose? So everyone is either a uh, relief pitcher or a rock star. So you have okay, a one in two, two chance okay. of getting I thought, it right. I thought it might have been a third one. But if you really right. want to pad your stats, you got to get the context. All right. Uh, and we we're going to see how many you can get in two minutes. Are you ready? All right, let's get it. Okay. Brian Bell. That's a relief pitcher. Nope. Rockstar. No. Weezer. Up Weezer. next, you got Ryan Helsley. Oh, that also sounds like a rock star. Relief pitcher, St. Louis Cardinals. How? There's a one half chance I get this. Diego Castillo. That's a relief pitcher. Seattle Mariners. You got him. Oh, Fun. well, I'm supposed to say the team. Yeah. Well, you got to say it while you're guessing. Oh, okay. Uh, up next, we got Vic Fuentes. Uh, um, reliever Mets. Nope. Rockstar. Pierce the Veil. Plays guitar uh, and sings. Um, next we got Jake Ewald. Oh, I think I know. Uh, uh, reliever. Nope. Okay. You know what? What's the band? <laughs> uh, Slaughter Beach Dog and Modern Baseball Never if you're a fan. Oh, okay, they're old. Up next we got Dylan Peters. Dylan Peters. Oh my. This is, this just sounds like you're speaking a different language. <laughs> this is just a dude. Okay, let's go reliever. Yep. Uh, Angels. Nah, Pittsburgh Pirates. You got two points. And a one in 30 chance. <laughs> Not bad. Up next, we got Art Warren. Art Warren. That definitely sounds... That sounds like a rock star. Nope. No? That is a reliever for the Cincinnati Reds. He was in the Mariners system briefly. He How? pitched in their no-hitter that they lost. How am I doing this badly? It's a 50-50. <laughs> I know, right? Up next, we got Connor Overton. Connor Overton. Definitely a relief pitcher. That's him. Cincinnati Reds. Okay. Up next, ah. we got Brooks Raley. I'm going to give up guessing. Oh, that's a relief pitcher. Yep. I know Do you that. know anything about him? Um, Guardians. Nah. Okay. Worth the shot. We got Jeremy Barnes. Hey, you should be proud of me for saying Guardians. Because that was like relatively new. Some of their broadcasters messed that up. Congratulations. See, I'm, yeah, I'm better than Guardians broadcasters. Look at me. <laughs> yeah, we got uh, any guesses on Jeremy Barnes? Jeremy Barnes. I think you haven't thrown Rockstar in there, so I'll go Rockstar. It's a Rockstar. There we he go. was in uh, Neutral Milk Hotel and Bright Eyes. I'm predicting the pattern. Nice. Up next, we got Taylor York. Taylor York. Uh, reliever, New York Yankees. No, Taylor York plays the bass in Paramore. We got That's Ryan enough. Presley up next. Oh, I feel like I've heard this. I've definitely heard this name before, but I can't think about it. All right, let's go Rockstar Maroon 5. No, Ryan Presley L. is a relief pitcher it's for Maroon, the Houston Astros. Maroon 5 count as rock. No. Oh, I just well, thought, I thought you'd throw them in there just because, no. you know. Why would I willingly put Maroon 5 into my game that I'm writing? Hey, maybe Adam Levine will come up. You never know. Really? I would, hey, I would get him right. If that were the question, if that were the next guy you said, I would get that, I think, 100%. That's in fact, I would because I just named them. Fair. That's fair. That's fair. You that's got fair. any more? Um, I don't think there's any on here that you might get. Maybe you get Sid Barrett. You know that guy? No. No, Sid Not Barrett enough. was the first singer of Pink Floyd. He's, I think, he's the most famous person I've put. Oh, uh, Kenley Jansen. You know Kenley Jansen? That's a reliever, right? Yeah. For, for the Yankees. Dodgers. Dodgers. Uh, he was a Dodger for a long time. He's a Brave now. I would have accepted either just because of oh. how associated with Dodger Blue he was. This is so hopeless. So anyway, congratulations. You got three of those correct in two minutes. That's that's <laughs> embarrassing. That's like <laughs> one per 40 seconds, and I know yeah. we were going quicker than that. So you anyway. know what? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. It's, uh, it really didn't get easier. I made the game pretty hard. Dude, Angus you, Young, you'd get you Angus could have Young. Done, you could have done starting pitchers, like not re- – relievers are – the irrelevant of the irrelevant. 
Well, yeah, but you notice I wasn't going with the front men of any bands either. I wasn't asking about, like, Adam Levine. That is or, true. Or, like, you Paul McCartney. Yeah, maybe I would have gotten one right that way. Well, but then the game wouldn't be hard or fun. It'd just be, oh, I know who Adam Levine is. Ooh, I know who I Paul McCartney Adam. is. Ooh, I know who uh, Angus Young is. Is that, is that better or worse than me not knowing any of them? I guess it's better. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I would have thought that you would have gotten a few just by randomly guessing, but I guess you're just a really bad No, I am guesser. bad. I'm like weirdly bad or weirdly good. I'm like streaky. I'm bipolar with my guessing. Yeah. I'd s- How'd you do on your AP test? My AP? Yeah. <laughs> Did you guess on that one? No. Uh, well... No, I didn't actually. Depending uh, on which one, I think I did pretty well on my APs. Not that they matter too much because I'm already into college. But this fellow studied. Yeah, maybe they'll get me some extra uh, credit, and then I want to take classes, and then I can spend more time sleeping. Sleeping or college. looking through Baseball Reference, memorizing the names of relief pitchers. Yes. Oh, this is a guy Good whose idea. name I think you should just learn because it's cool. There's a guy, Forrest Whitley. Any guesses? Rockstar? No. No. I that guy's another Houston Astro. But his oh, name is Forrest Whitley. Isn't that so cool? That is pretty cool. If your name was Forrest Whitley, wouldn't you become a celebrity? If my name was Forrest, I would just be more happy in general, I think. Me too. You should change your name to Forrest. Forrest Peller. It doesn't even sound that bad. I know. I think that's what you're going by at college. Yeah. I think that's what you're going by really? at college. Yeah. If you do college radio, that's the name you're going to DJ <laughs> under. Yeah, that'll be my name. Anyway. Forrest Man. Thank you for uh, for checking out the water break. Thanks for spending this time with us. Uh, go check out that girls lacrosse uh, game. If you're listening to this on the podcast, the girls lacrosse broadcast will also be a podcast up sometime in the next couple of weeks. Um, and uh, the water break forever. We will be back next Friday, 3 p.m. Hopefully with more of the cast. Uh, stay tuned on 88.9 The Bridge.